with feel good music by day, relaxing music by night. This is Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. You're listening to Inspire Radio. Uh, now, on Inspire Radio, we love to bring you uh, inspirational interviews, thought provoking interviews. And um, recently, I caught up with Manoj Krishna. Now, Manoj has got a great book out called Understanding Me, Understanding You, An Inquiry into Being Human. And Manoj is also the founder of the Human Inquiry Project. It was a nice day over a cappuccino. I talked to Manoj and we, well, we explored the world of pleasure and happiness. Sit back and enjoy the interview with Manoj. It is coming next on Inspire Radio. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. You know, it's a glorious sunny day here in Thursk and um, I'm sat in pleasant surroundings with Manoj Krishna. How are you today? Yeah, I'm very well, Steve. Oh, God. It's good such to... a pleasure to be here. It's good to see you again. You know, we've got, we've got the old wasps flying about, but... Well, we're going to be in conversation today. We're going to explore a few things. I mean, Manoj, tell me about your book first. What's it called? Uh, it's called Understanding Me, Understanding You, An Inquiry into Being Human. Um, and I must admit, I've got involved. I'm reading this book now, and I'm, I find it really interesting, um, very thought-provoking. And, you know, we were talking we were talking over coffee just before we came out to do this recording, and we were having a conversation around pleasure yes. yes let's explore pleasure <laughs> okay well when we talk about happiness everyone wants to be happy but if you say what are the things that make you happy the list of things that people come out with are usually linked to things that bring them pleasure so what are the things for example that bring you pleasure steve oh well things could be like um well my, my new car brought me pleasure Okay, a nice meal brings me pleasure. Um, you know, and on occasions, going out and buying something brings me pleasure. You know, um, yeah, there's a few things. Uh, you could add holidays. Or oh, holidays, yes, yeah. Uh, falling in love. Yes, although I may do that once, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, um, physical intimacy. Yes. Brings pleasure. Yes. Um, feeling important. Now, that's an interesting one. That is an interesting one, and, and you've just touched on there again. When going back to the book, I was reading things about um, there's a bit about desire, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, um, and that rung a bell with me because there's a bit in there about feeling important. Yes. Yeah. So all the things that boost our ego bring pleasure. Mm. So if someone makes me feel important, or someone says I love you, mm. or someone agrees with an opinion I have. If I say uh, Brexit is a really good thing and the other person agrees with me, then I feel a certain subtle pleasure. Okay. Uh, and of course, the opposite is true as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, but let's explore that a little bit then, because you've asked me those questions. But let's explore that that bit how long does that pleasure last yes so it's interesting to explore the nature of pleasure you know I work with children mm -hmm. and you'd be amazed how wise they are <laughs> so this is a conversation uh, I had with some uh, children who were about 13 or 14 in a school and we were exploring the nature of pleasure 
So though each human being will have different things that bring them pleasure, the nature of pleasure is the same in all of us. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that, yeah. 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 So whether you're born in Swaziland or Scandinavia, the nature of pleasure in all human beings is the same. And so we can explore it together, mm -hmm. right? So we've talked about the different things that bring us pleasure, and it's stimulation, you know, stimulates the mind. Yes. So then I asked these children, I said, how long does a pleasure last? And they said, not long. <laughs> <laughs> how long would you say pleasures usually last? You? Well, that's another great thing to explore because I think it depends on what the what thing is. is. Yeah. So say if you buy, if you have an ice cream, it's probably last till the ice cream finishes, right? Yeah. You know what I was thinking about though, as you're talking there, I was thinking about many moons ago when I, I used to um, used to run a company and I used to have a sales force. And the majority of the sales force really spent more time looking about what their next company car was going to be than actually doing the job. But we are, you know, I'm just thinking about that as well. You know, you get a new car, the new smell, the cleanliness or whatever. But how long does that last? Well, um, so maybe an ice cream, the pleasure from an ice cream would last only till it finishes. Mm. If you buy a new dress or a coat or a new shirt, probably a few days at most, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, but a new car might be couple of months or yeah. three months what about on a holiday how long do you think oh. the pleasure lasts if you've been say on an exotic holiday to the Maldives well I would like to think that it lasts a fair while but when you talk to some people you know as soon as they're back at work it's gone yes it is isn't it yeah it is because they've come back to 42 emails and they're moaning yeah <laughs> well they've come back to our great weather <laughs> yes yeah and, yeah and but then they're searching for the next one so the so okay so we know that Pleasure doesn't last. Mm. Okay, it's very limited. Mm. And then I asked these children, what does the mind feel when the pleasure ends? Wow. Mm. So when the pleasure ends, how, if you looked within and asked, how do I feel right now, what would you say? <sighs> Joe, I, I, may, may feel, I may feel sad, or maybe, yeah, I'd be probably sad, or something's missing yes see so we can find different words for that feeling mm. but when I asked the children this question they said it made them feel empty Wow uh, discontented restless and a little bit lost now what do you think of that that's you know for the for the young people that you're working with that that is that is a great insight and when you sit back and think about that I'm just thinking as you as we're talking again now because you are every time we talk you we just explore things and and, and I've been there you know well, I've, we'll, had, I've had that empty feeling we've all been there yeah. you see this is what I mean this is mm. about being human mm. this is the way our shared mind works mm. it's not yours or mine there's nothing wrong or right about it it's just a fact but understanding this hidden way in which the mind works brings illumination. Mm. Because this is hidden from our awareness. We're not aware of it, are we? No, we're not aware of it until we start talking about it yes. and we start exploring it. Yes. You know, and again, reading things in your book, you know, it's, I'm sat there going, 
wow what's going on here so all one needs to do is look within and nothing we're talking about should be taken as uh, granted for anyone who's listening to us mm. it's only true if it's actually true for you y yes because we are talking about the human mind not yours or mine particularly yeah so let, let's just explore this a little bit more then because they talked about being empty where did we get where did you get to with happiness then okay so then um, I said what does the mind need to do next so you've bought a dress or a new car or been on a holiday or bought had an ice cream and you feel empty lost restless when the pleasure ends mm -hmm. what is the how does the mind respond to that what does the mind need to do next? And what do you, what, what, how would you respond to that, Steve? Well, I would think you may be looking for the next pleasure. Um, and maybe that next pleasure needs to be bigger than the pleasure you've just had. Correct. Yeah. So when I said, ask the children this, they said it needs to be bigger and better. So when you were young, you went on holidays to maybe to Whitby or Scarborough. But as you get older, that mm. doesn't cut it anymore. Yeah. You want to go, you want to fly abroad. And after you've been, say, to Tenerife for a few few uh, years, then you want to go further. So it needs to be bigger and better. Mm. The car needs to be bigger and better. The handbag needs to be more expensive. And so do the clothes and so on. You see what I mean? I do. And this happens unconsciously. We're not even aware of it. Mm. Because, and you can see the mechanism because it's the buying things that stimulate our brain, right? But the mind seeks the same stimulation, but it needs something bigger and better to get the same stimulation. But manager, as we talk in there, you know, though, what, what that's just thought, my train of thought going again, where does that take us? Well, we've been exploring that the pleasure needs to get bigger and better each time. So I guess there's got to be implications for that. Yeah, and so let's explore what are the implications of this. Now, the, the, the important thing to realize is that this is not right or wrong. We're not trying to tell people how to live their lives. All we're saying is, once you understand the hidden way in which your own mind works, that awakens intelligence. And that intelligence then will determine the right thing to do. Right? Yeah, got you. Yeah. So, um, when I asked these children, I said, what is the implications of this fact? It's a fact, like the sun rises in the east is a fact. So the way pleasure operates in all of us is a fact. And they said, one of the things it makes us do is spend money we don't have, or we can't afford, in buying things. Mm -hmm. Whether it's clothes, holidays, cars, you know, we are a country that is drowning in debt. Uh, again, again, as we think about that, though, then we've got a whole marketing society that's built around that, though, yes. haven't we? Well, all advertising is about stoking desire mm. and saying, if you had that, you'd feel better. Yeah. Right? Mm. If you went on this holiday, you'd feel better. If you bought that phone or that car or that dress, you'd feel better. So the whole basis of our society and marketing and advertising is based on 
and this nature of pleasure. But going back to the when the young people said they feel empty, then that feeling is quite a shallow feeling then. Not the emptiness, but the, 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 the marketing of the desire, they're, they're, they're building on that, but it's quite a short-lived feeling, if I'm making sense. Correct, so the pleasure is short-lived. That's it, that's the word I'm looking right. for. So the pleasure is short-lived. Yeah. And because we're not aware of this process going on, we keep chasing one pleasure after the other. Mm. Now, each person gets into a particular groove of the pleasures that they get. So for example, someone who likes to buy jeans will end up having 30 or 40 pairs of jeans. Someone who likes to buy handbags will end up having 50, 100 handbags. Someone who likes shoes mm -hmm. will do the same, if you get what I mean. I do. Someone yeah. who likes holidays will spend all their money going on one holiday after the other. See? Mm -hmm. But the emptiness doesn't go away, does it? No. So, they do all this then, you know, I'm just picturing myself there, you know, I'm not saying a house, but you know, 32 pairs of jeans and I want the next pair of jeans. At, at what point, at what point do we actually, this intelligence, what point does it trigger in and really work out just what happiness is? Where does that fit in then? Yes. So that's a really interesting question. What is happiness? Is happiness pleasure? For me, I don't think it is. Well, for a lot of people, we'd say having an ice cream, maybe nothing wrong with that. Mm. Or going on holiday or buying a dress, nothing wrong with that. But it's the unconscious way in which this need for pleasure controls our lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not intelligent. Mm. Do you see? Yeah. That means there is a process going on in your thinking that is not in your own control that is in turn controlling your thinking and your actions. So you end up buying things you can't afford or things you don't need or ending up in debt, mm -hmm. for example. And the other big question that's really relevant for our time is all this leads to overconsumption, doesn't it? Yeah, and consumer society, what are we doing? Because the chief scientific officer in England, who's just retiring now, said, if we want to solve the problem of global warming, we have to consume less. But if we want to consume less, we have to understand the nature of pleasure. Because that is what is driving consumption. Mm -hmm. So let's just explore that a little bit then. So um, let's use a holiday scenario. Yeah. So. I believe or think I've booked my next holiday, so I'm going to be happy. Yes. Okay. So I go on the holiday, and I come back, and I've already, we've already explored the fact that I could, it could be days before I'm thinking, what was all that about? And I want the next holiday. So if I always want to be happy, and the holiday or whatever is going to, I feel, make me happy, isn't there an implication somewhere there? that I'm not happy if I'm always searching for happiness? Correct, because I have no peace. You see, the person who has peace in mm. their own heart and soul and spirit mm. then doesn't need all these pleasures 
and these repeating of pleasures and so on. Nothing wrong with pleasure, by the way. No, 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 no. We're no, not no, criticizing no, that no, at all. No. We're just saying understanding it allows us to respond with intelligence. So if you live already in a nice home, and why do you need to go on holiday eight times a year? Yeah. Do you understand? Uh, yeah. It's that appreciating a little bit more maybe what you do have. Yes. So the nature of our thinking is that we take what we already have for granted mm. and we hanker after the things we don't have. Now, let me just go back to your idea that, well, what you said, we come back from holiday and we start thinking about the next holiday. Thinking about the next thing that's going to bring us pleasure already brings us pleasure. Oh, yes, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. So thinking about buying the next pair of jeans or the next car or the next holiday. So between now and actually going on that holiday, I have pleasure. It lasts till that holiday ends. See what I mean? Yes. And then the mind is thinking about the next thing and that period is also bringing pleasure. But in... What it's doing to our lives is, number one, it's making us spend money that we don't have on things perhaps that we don't need and that we won't appreciate. You won't appreciate your 30 pairs of jeans, you know, for example. They're just jeans in a cupboard? They're just jeans in a cupboard, right? Mm. They're just clothes in a cupboard mm. after a while, or, and so on. But the other big thing we're doing is we are destroying our planet. And the future of our children and grandchildren. Yeah. And global warming is a threat that is already here. I love this quote from Barack Obama, if I may share it. Yeah, please do. And he said, we are the first generation to experience the effects of global warming, but the last generation who can do anything about it. Wow, that's powerful. Yes. That is powerful. Wow, that's food for thought. For everybody, everybody. Can I just explore something again, though? Because you said about the holiday, and that like, we, I know we are, we're focusing on holidays, but it could be you've had the holiday, okay? You could still be paying for the holiday. Yes. <laughs> on a credit card. Yes. And you're planning the next one. Yes. Okay? So that brings me to think about something else then. Because you've had the pleasure, but now you've probably, without being aware of it, stress and anxiety. So that's the other side of the coin of mm. pleasure, which mm. is psychological pain, right? Yeah. So everything that we pursue has also the potential to create stress and dis discomfort and pain. Mm. So for example, if I want to be important in an office or uh, in my family or friend circle, and that desire is not met, Say, you don't make me feel important when I walk into a room, Steve. Mm -hmm. Then I feel hurt. See? Yep. So, uh, in fact, I was giving this talk in a hospital in India, and this young doctor came and said to me, he said, nobody recognizes my worth. Uh, I feel really stressed. I said, why do you need someone else to recognize your, own, your worth? Why don't mm. you recognize your own worth? And what was going on, of course, was he wasn't aware that his mind mm -hmm. is chasing pleasure through wanting to be, to be important. Oh, yeah. See? Mm. So when you don't get what you're looking for, you feel hurt mm. or 
stressed. So you can't afford the holiday, you get stressed. You can't afford the new phone, you get stressed. Or you bought the new phone and now you can't afford the food. <laughs> You know, yeah. or to pay an emergency bill or the electricity bill, you get stressed. So that's why money has become so important in our society because money has the potential to buy pleasure. But equally has the potential to cause the opposite. Yes, it has yes. the opposite. It has the potential to cause the opposite. Mm. And the person who pursues pleasure all the time also risks damaging their own brain. Now, let me give you an example. Suppose you watch video games all day. What does it do to your brain? Oh, well, I, I just can't think about that because I think it just nullify me. <laughs> or if you were, I mean, you may go on holiday for a week and really enjoy it. But suppose you had all the money to go on a holiday every day of the year. It would become the norm, you wouldn't do it, would you? you'd become bored, wouldn't yes, you? Yes, yeah. In fact, I heard this very interesting story. You know, there's a ship called The World. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> and what it does, it's basically a cruise ship that you can buy an apartment on, and uh, it sails around the world all the time. So people who are very wealthy go on here thinking, ah, I went on one cruise, it made me really happy, I can be on a cruise all oh. my life, and why not? So I, have, I know somebody who went as a guest to on a two-week you know cruise with this on the ship called the world and surprise surprise none of the people out there were happy at all <laughs> it is amazing isn't it these things that we think and and, it, and it's not until you know that the the intelligence that you call it that we actually stop and look at ourselves because, I mean, it's a great, we, the great phrase, isn't it? The answers lie within, yes. don't they? So the key thing is, I think, to wake up and realize all these hidden patterns of thinking that are going on behind the scenes, that are controlling our thoughts and our actions, mm. and see the implications of that in yes. our lives. That understanding awakens its own intelligence. So we are not saying to you or to anybody, don't buy that gene, don't go on holiday, don't have that ice cream. We're saying, use your intelligence to respond to life uh, so that you don't feel empty, lost, discontented. And stressed. And stressed. stressed. So if people, look, we're going to talk much more over the coming weeks around lots of topics, you know, and uh, we're looking forward to doing, doing that with you. So, but just tell us a little about that book again and how can they get hold of it? Okay, so the book is called Understanding Me, Understanding You, An Inquiry into Being Human. It's available on Amazon. It's part of a non-profit project called the Human Inquiry Project. And the website is humaninquiry.org, O-R-G. And what we're doing is working with schools, colleges, and universities to bring this understanding of how our own mind works to children so they can live their own lives with intelligence, free from stress, free from conflict in their relationships, and make the right choices both for themselves and the planet that they live on.
absolutely amazing you know and let's finish with this and say look that's that's great check that out but the one thing until you started on this project is they've not been teaching this in schools have they no none all throughout the world in every system of education we're only educated about the world around us but not about ourselves or how our minds work and what this project and this book is trying to do is reverse that because that understanding awakens intelligence intelligence leads to goodness compassion a sense of inner peace and so many other benefits flow from your own intelligence i'm feeling so calm as we speak here today just give us that website again it's called human inquiry with a e dot mm-hmm. org and look you know over the coming weeks i look forward to catching up again and uh, really ex- exploring things yes yeah, have a wonderful day thank you very much steve with inspirational guests from across the world this is inspire radio, inspire radio. Inspire radio. with feel good music by day relaxing music by night this is inspire radio be happy Be inspired.